Welcome to Season 3 of Soccer Over Gotham, an NWSL podcast covering New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Hosted by Ruby Pinto and Gary Gibson. Welcome to Episode 90 of Soccer Over Gotham. This is your favorite Gotham podcast. We have a great show for all of you. Gary, tell us what do we have in this episode. We are still on. And for the first time in NWSL club history, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC are headed to the finals. Yes. San Diego, here we come. I mean, I think y'all ain't ready for us. What a match in Portland. What a battle. What a thrilling ending. Blood, sweat, tears, a lot of rain, a ton of emotion. Let's just talk about it. We got podcast updates. We got an NWSL award winner. We got the fan vote for best goal of the regular season. We got this amazing match to break down. We will preview this game against OL and explain why you should be ultra, ultra positive. Gotham brings it home. This podcast falls under the category of too much. So let's just get started. Ruby, how are you? First of all, I got to say too much is okay right now for all of us. I love it, but I'm tired. I'm in Texas right now and I, for work, so been long days, but I don't care. I feel like the win Gotham had at Portland has like brought me to life and made me keep going. Every time I go on Twitter, I keep watching those videos of the goal and the save from from Mandy Hot. It's just amazing. And just wow. We're here. I cannot believe it. It has been a long, long ride, but it's all been worth it. This is the first time in the three years that we have covered the team that we're doing a final and a playoff episode. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I am Gary, the producer of the show. I like long walks on the beach. I hate <laughs> turf and whatever the heck is going on in San Diego. That field is an embarrassment that we're heading towards. College football lines in 2023. Divots Oof. everywhere. Yikes, Ruby. Did you see that field? I did see it. It was atrocious. It, it it was really an embarrassment because it's a semifinal game. Uh San Diego, all rain on this on this field. I don't think they deserve that. And they have literally, hopefully they already fixed it. If they haven't, they have a few days to do so. Yeah, this is true. Also, I want to just give a quick shout out to my friends over at the New York Red Bull Discussion Group podcast. Thank you for having me on. I enjoy so much going on other people's podcasts. It's a great way for us to grow our own audience, to be able to, you know, our reach. And uh, they're, they're always good to me, and I like them a lot. And, yeah, so thanks a lot to Gary, Lonray, Mark, all you guys. You guys are amazing. Thanks for letting me on. And also, shout out to Tigo Sports. I watched the match on NWSL.com in Spanish. It was funny because the announcer kept calling us Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm glad you couldn't really understand some of the things because he was calling <laughs> the players like the wrong name the whole time. Like, <laughs> like I kept shouting like, that's nice, Wonger. That's Ryan. That's Williams. He kept saying the wrong names. Whatever. I didn't care. I was still able to watch it for free. I didn't have to go to a streaming service. So it there's there is like it's good things and bad things. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that it was free and I didn't have to sign up for anything. <laughs> yeah. Let's get some podcast updates before we get going. First, we hit 15K downloads 
and I honestly, I feel like feel like we just hit 10k a couple like a couple episodes ago. So we're flying. Yeah, so everything is good. Thanks to everybody who invests even a minute in this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, we hit 500 followers on Instagram, and that's amazing. Woo! Finally, finally. Thank you guys for following us. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you don't follow us on social media, go ahead and do so. We're Soccer Over Gotham on Instagram and on threads. If you don't have threads or if you have threads and you're not following us, go ahead and follow us over there too. Yeah, follow us on threads. We're all, I, think, I think we're all in the same space. We're just waiting patiently for the green light to move out of move off Twitter. <laughs> but like no one wants to do it on their own. So like it's, it has to be like a mass exodus. Yeah. Because, yeah, you don't want to be there by yourself. All right, let's get some team news, which Amaros won the NWSL Coach of the Year. Wow, that that's amazing news. And not only because he is the Gotham coach, but Juan Carlos really turned this team around. In 2022, Gotham was the was last, dead last on that table, horrible like like in the standings. And now they're fighting for a championship in San Diego against all rain. You know, this will be like, it's such like a fairy tale story. It really feels like, like kind of like a Cinderella story for this team. Yeah, I think that's an apt description. I think we definitely are a Cinderella team. If we do make the, through the, to the end, that's amazing. And all credit goes to Yael Averbutch. Uh, that is the short of it. We'll get into this in the season recap show, but Amros was the best coach available. He's been nothing short of spectacular. He's brought a level of sophistication, professionalism that we don't often see in the women's game. His staff is excellent, and they've really built something special here. Not just that, but this yeah. kind of feels sustainable. The future of Gotham is certainly bright. Let's jump over to some fun stuff, which is the 2023 regular season best goal award. And we have the winner. The votes are in. Third place goes to Williams' no-look goal against Chicago. Second place was Esther's brace against Washington. And first place is Ryan. Uh, I don't even know what you want to call that. Uh, Chessmaster Ryan's goal against uh, KC. It looked like a video <laughs> game. But uh, as promised, uh, I said that I would explain what I meant by I learned something about Gotham FC fans after the first round of voting. Mm-hmm. Now, the matchups were chosen randomly. But as it turned out, the first round matchups were all one goal outside the box versus a goal inside the box. It was just weird how it worked out that way. And I didn't notice it till like it was towards the end. When I was realizing <laughs> that like nice longer Zerboni was not winning. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But again, every matchup, the outside the box goal lost. So what I learned is Gotham fans don't rate bangers. <laughs> and Gotham fans like their goals scored in the box. They're not impressed by Nicewanger, Bernina, <laughs> Zerboni, Long. I mean, I mean, what say you, Ruby? How do you like your goals served? <laughs> I like my goals from outside the box. I don't go. know. I feel like it takes a special technique to get those bangers in the net. And I don't want to say... Scoring inside the box is easier because it's not. But my preference is outside the box. And I have to agree with the fans, though. That Ryan goal was just a masterpiece. I think that's one of my top goals as well. Yeah. As a lifelong defensive midfielder, I definitely appreciate goals from outside the box. Mm -hmm. Uh, And But either way, either way, in the end, the fans got it exactly right. What a goal. 
I mean, remember, y'all, the three teams tied for 31 points and one of them missed the playoffs. If Yasmin misses, we're not talking about this playoff game right now. <laughs> Ali, Ali Krieger's career is over. Uh, not only a spectacular video game type goal, but it, again, super important. Yasmin is big time. Well done to her. <laughs> now, now that you say like a video type of goal, like I feel like if I was the one like with the control of my hands i'm the type of person that kind of presses like different buttons here and there makes mm -hmm. a sick move scores celebrates and then i'm like i don't know how i did that but it happened <laughs> yeah that like that speed burst she got through the the two defenders was, yeah uh, was exactly exactly that's what i'm telling you like i would have like moved here move there but it happened <laughs> you're like at the end i'm like i don't know how it happened but it happened but that was amazing And I know this is not a regular season goal, but like I said, I like goals from outside the box. I have to say that uh, Katie Stengel's goal, banger, outside the box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's get to this game, shall we? Let's go. This is uncharted territory for this franchise. According to Gotham, they are the first six seed to win their opening playoff match in league history. Gotham heads west to take on reigning champions, the Thorns, the number two seed in the playoffs. And Gotham had absolutely outplayed the Caroline Less Courage last time out by defending as a team, and they just executed their game plan to perfection. Now, on the other side, the Thorns, they're not the Courage. Mm -hmm. They are a solid team that will punish any mistakes, and they have a killer instinct. Their tops as shots on target, their tops in goals per match, big chances created. They're also the least penalized team. And their defense isn't too bad either. And all I have down here for ref notes is Chesky. On to the injury report. Now, this is really, really interesting. First, Taylor Smith got moved from a questionable or out to season-ending injury, which is a bummer. Really, a really big bummer. And the good thing on this injury report is Christy Mios is questionable. And then an interesting note, Yasmin Ryan is questionable. Now, over to this formation, this is Gotham's best 11. It's Purse and Gonzalez and Williams across the top. Mm -hmm. We got that young gun midfield of Ryan, Martin, and Sheehan. That back line of Nicewanger, Lopez, Krieger, and Bernina, and Manny Hot, a star who's grown up before our eyes. Now, this bench is a whole nother starting 11. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is absolutely ridiculous. And every we used to talk about this, Ruby, about like beginning of the season when we were like, this roster is ridiculous. And like it seemed like Every couple of weeks, we get even more ridiculous and even more ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But just listen to this bench. This is the bench people. Michelle Betos. We got Ellie Jean, Kristen Edmonds, Kelly O'Hara, Mona Shim, Allie Long, Sinead Fairley, Christy Mewis, and Katie Stengel on the bench. Wow. Woo. Your thoughts <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just just the bench, like you said, is ridiculous. But first, I, I was so happy to see Ryan in the starting 11 because mm -hmm. in the game against North Carolina, she suffered a sprain in her ankle. Nothing serious, but then Gotham added her to the questionable list. So I was like, oh, no, hopefully it's not too bad. But then when I saw her in the starting 11, I was like, yes, she she's good to go. Uh, and it seems like this is our playoff starting 11 Most likely, this is the the team that's going to play the final as well. Very strong one. Yeah, and I got super excited when I saw Christy Mewis in the 18. Welcome back, Christy. 
Yes, welcome back. I'm so glad she's back because I'm telling you, we haven't seen her since that minute in the World Cup. And I'm so glad she's good now and she came back just in time. I mean, who doesn't need some Christy Mewis, you know, in, in their life? Yeah, great. Let's talk about this game. And it is pouring in Portland. Now, each team had a really interesting tactical decision. Portland is trying to attack our young outside backs. They pushed Dunn to the wide right and they had Weaver out wide left. And Gotham felt their best attack was to drop Gonzalez into the midfield pretty deep and have Williams as the number nine to try to get behind Sauerbrunn because Sauerbrunn does not have a lot of speed. And Williams uh, is definitely going to burn you if she can get behind their back line. And for this, I mean, it's just, how do you describe this game other than like a stalemate? And this is what playoff games, they look like. Both teams are confident, but they're cautious. I think Gotham is not afraid to send a nice longer forward, and she gets central as well. Gotham has the better of the chances in this game. Portland's chances are all coming from outside the box, and as Krieger and Lopez are just all over Smith. And let, let's be honest here. Again, as I said, this game is mostly a stalemate. The highlights on the NWSL, like they go from like minute one to minute 30, where you have uh, nice longer swinging a ball in and then Esther almost getting a penalty in the box. Then it jumps all the way to minute 78 because in between that, it is just a physical midfield battle. It was amazing to watch, but it's not something that's going to pop up on a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And Ruby, I just want to get your thoughts on the regular season th- uh, portion of this game, and then we'll get into some of the moments of the match. I mean, just just like you said in the beginning, the Portland Thorns are Thorns are a solid team. They're a strong team, and it has been very difficult for Gotham to beat them. And like you said, this team has has been winning, and they're also like they're out. They're also the champions from last year. So we knew we had a challenge in in our hands going against them. We knew it was going to be a, a difficult match for Gotham, and. And like I said in in the last episode, Gotham was going to come out with a different energy, and they did. And also, like you said, they were they were cautious and confident at the same time in 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 the field, which I noticed, which was really good to see that they were really confident and they were not letting like anything like you know how the Thorns are, are a better team. They and Gotham is the the underdog. It didn't look like it on the, on on the pitch at all because they were really fighting out there. In my opinion, it Gotham dominated the first half, even though they were fighting back and forth. They were a little bit better than the Thorns, and it looked like the Thorns, like some of their players, were a little off um, because after the Thorns made those changes, I think they took out uh, Rocky Rodriguez and another player, and after they made those those changes, there was a, a the, like. A change in in the thorns as well but yeah Gotham was dominating that 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 first half there incredible work from Ali and Maitane and by the way Maitane's timing on the ball that's just chef's kiss great defensive work yeah if you go back and look at um I posted it on over Gotham pod on Twitter her heat map it's like I mean, she could have started a fire on the right side of the field she had just covered so much ground and that whole bottom right hand side of the field was hers. <laughs> she yeah. owned it. It was an incredible match. And credit to both teams. Yes, it ended zero zero, but 
Wow. What a game. Portland is the highest scoring team in the league by a lot. And Gotham made it impossible for them to get inside the 18. Nyswanger was incredible in this match. Not only dealing with Crystal Dunn, one of the best players the U.S. has ever produced, but she was also the majority of the offense during the regular uh, regular part of the game. And let's just get some of the some of the uh, some some of the moments in the, in the players. And can we just talk about Ali Krieger? Uh, heavens, <laughs> Ruby! Uh, I've never seen a central defender cover the ground that she did in this match. She outfoxed Smith at every turn, and she's one of the top five strikers in the world. She was tracking 20 yards upfield, cutting off passes like she was jumping routes like like Ed Reed for the for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> then going stride for stride with Smith on the backside next. I mean, she was putting out fires all night long. Amazing. And she's been doing this all, all season long. She's been doing this. Krieger is just insane. And they posted a video today on Instagram of her like, trainings and workouts and everything that she's been doing and how in that video you see how hard she's been training to perform at the level that she is performing she doesn't miss a beat out there my respects to her she's just a beast a real beast on 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 the pitch she was able to play 120 minutes like a champ Two out of two tackles, one, 16 recoveries, and nine clearances. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. We also have to talk about the keeper. I, I think Mandy Hart is becoming an incredible keeper right in front of our eyes. Yep, she really is. I mean, Mandy freaking hot player of the match for for this for this game. And like she loves to say, she's electric. <laughs> she's electric mm-hmm. and you know i just noticed today because i know i had uh, a video from one of like the post games uh the like, conferences that we do like a mix zone where i have a, a video of a mandy hot and her first 90 minute game and she says the same thing it was electric <laughs> so i have to post it yeah i'm gonna post like those both videos like make a little edit and post it later on on Instagram and all the socials. But let me tell you a little bit about Mandy Hot. She was drafted by Sky Blue FC in the 2020 NWSL draft. Then Hot appeared in a 1-1 draw at home against Kansas City in 2021 season with Sky Blue FC. Then Hot spent the 2022 season in Sweden where she was named the Bor... I don't even know how to say this. Uh, Norbotens female player of the year after starting every game, recording seven shutouts and becoming one of the only three players in the league to play every single minute. Then she had her first 90 minute game for Gotham in April of this year, 2023. And now she got to play in the playoffs and hopefully. She'll play in the finals because she deserves it. She definitely does. It was an incredible performance. Yes, <laughs> she did pull a Mandy and take on another player. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I used to call it the Sheridan, and now it's like when like a artist covers a song and like they just kind of do it better, or it becomes like it becomes their song. It's like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Mandy's now. That's that's what she does. She was commanding. She was strong. She was calm. 
And that's a lot from a young keeper. In the 78th minute, uh, Krieger takes an amazing 2v1 angle. And at the last second, Allie always does the little things that are just so important. But she takes the right angle. And then at the last second, she cuts towards the end line, which makes the pass coming across have to go into Mandy's path. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little thing, but it's, it's amazing if you slow it down and watch that. And... Mandy takes the right angle and the last second springs towards uh, springs towards Smith, gets the ball from her. It was amazing. And then just to see Mandy get up, turn around, and Krieger's behind her, yeah. right? Like she was all the way over there, and, and now she's behind Mandy just in case, and it's crazy. But Mandy gets up, and she just does this like, let's go to, uh, to Krieger. It was a really uh, cool kind of like warrior mutual acknowledgement moment. It was really cool. Uh, just so proud of her. And yeah. I can't wait to see her on the big stage. That's really good. awesome. And you know, every time, now that you say she pulls a Mandy, every time she pulls a Mandy, I feel like my stomach, like my stomach drops, you know, like mm -hmm. when you're in the roller coaster and you go down, like it goes, it drops. I, I feel like my stomach just drops every time she does that. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. But hey, she's been nailing it. Yeah. Let's also talk about, obviously, a, a game changer right off the bench. Uh, we haven't seen her in a while, but welcome back, Christy Mewis. Her return was excellent. Yeah. Can you ask for a better return than having an assist to, to the game-winning goal in the 107th minute? That's just yeah. incredible. Immediate impact. And it's been over 150 days since we last saw Christy on the pitch, and she gets her first two touches on the ball and I immediately say to myself, okay, everything goes through Christy from now on because <laughs> she just sees the game differently. She starts with those prog progressive passes and Gotham, as soon as she starts getting on the ball, Gotham surges forward and right before she gets on the field, Portland's starting to get better at the game. They're mm -hmm. starting to get momentum going and Christy just changes the shift the momentum right away and she starts the play that leads to the goal and she gets the assist on, on that. Just She's a special, special player. What an impact. Again, welcome back, Christy. Then let's just let's just get into it, Ruby. Katie's banger. Ooh, Katie's banger. I feel like Katie has been like that key player that got Gotham to where they are right now. When all the players were out in the World Cup, she came in like to Gotham on a loan. And from the start, she was like a game changer player. Through that time, she was scoring every other game. And, yeah. and she made a really big impact in Gotham. And that's why she got a contract with Gotham. Now that's why she's here. And after this banger, we know why she's here. She, she's been incredible for Gotham. And thank God we have her. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about this on our season recap show. But all the little heroes along the way that stepped in when we were just, you know, maybe, you know, I guess you know, it came down to goal differential. So all those little, those little things, when Lynn was putting the team on the back in the beginning of the season, when, when Katie came in, turned, uh, we were, we were like score, we didn't scored in two games and then mm -hmm. we were just putting goals back in the back of that. Those little things, I can't wait to talk about those the season ending show. I, I'm sure I, myself, I can do this, but I'm sure that most Gotham fans could probably draw that goal from memory because they've seen it <laughs> so many times. And during the game, it felt like, again, it felt like a stale, a stalemate. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, Gotham just needs a hero. I put that out into the world. And then yeah. Portland started to get a little bit of momentum. And then you can't strike 
a ball any better than that. She has soft feet that bring that pass down. She finds that small bit of space, perfect technique, power, pace, precision. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, it was really good. And you are calling her Saint Stangle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were having fun over there on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. So let's also talk about this. There's a high moment, and I don't know how to describe this moment, but there's just redemption for Sinead Fairley and Monashim. We all know that, you know, Allie Krieger is retiring at the end of the season and nobody wanted to be her last game. But at the same time, I feel like Gotham went out there also for Fairley and Shim because it really means a lot for them. You know, this game being back in Portland with with Gotham, you know, they came back this year to play soccer again after everything that came out. So I think this was as well for them. You know, this win was as well for them. So I, I love it. Yeah, that picture of them at the end of the game is just, uh, it's something truly emotional and special. And as we said, it's just a little bit of redemption. I can't, I, again, I'm going to go back to this again. I can't wait to the season um, <laughs> ending recap. There's going to be so much to talk about for the story yes. of this team throughout the season. We have to do a couple episodes. It's crazy. It is just truly remarkable. I'm so happy for both of them. And yeah, then let's 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 also talk about as we talked about earlier the this roster this ridiculous roster and this is a roster that is just simply built to win. Yeah, it definitely is. And this roster wasn't made you know overnight. This roster was made strategically, like over time, bringing key players. We brought Williams to start off with. We gave our our number one spot in the draft to bring Williams. And we brought Nice Wongert, who has been in another incredible player for, for Gotham, who is a rookie, but doesn't even look like a rookie on the pitch. She's just been incredible for Gotham. Uh, she's running for Rookie of the Year. Uh, the news is not out yet, but we've been saying this all season long. She is, and I'm pretty sure she will be Rookie of the Year. And if she's not, is rigged. <laughs> yeah, agree. When Portland was bringing on players that are rookies and second level players, Gotham was bringing on Allie Long. They were bringing in Allie, uh, Christy Mewis, uh, Sinead Fairley, Katie Stengel, of course. O'Hara. And they're just kill- yeah, O'Hara. Yeah, killers, a lot of them. And just having that ridiculous bench just allows you to take a little bit more risks. And you can take yellow cards because you know that, you know, all right. So if, if you know, Martin's in, in you know, yellow card trouble, what are you going to do? Bring on Allie Long? Not much of a drop off there. <laughs> I know. Now, if if you know Sinead uh, or Sheehan gets in trouble, you bring on Christy Mewis. Okay, yep. <laughs> all right. And then after like chasing Purse around and Williams around for ninety minutes, here comes this those this these players, and it's just incredible. Gotham can. I said this early on in the season that Gotham can put pressure on teams and keep pressure on teams because they're just so deep. Yeah, the level and the standard of all these players is so high. Like you said, even if a player is injured or doesn't play that day for whatever reason, like we still have like someone else that is uh, as good as the the player that can't play. So that's really good for for the team. And not all teams can say that. Yeah, we lost uh, an MVP type candidate and and Abby Smith. Here comes Mandy Hot. Yep, and <laughs> she's excellent. And honestly, this was all incredible. It was an absolute party over there on Twitter. You guys should all join us at Over Gotham Pod. This fan base deserves 
all of this. All that fun we were having over there, we deserve all of it. And Cloud9, they deserve all of this. And I'm just so happy for all of us to kind of have that little bit of moment where we're all just having fun. This is over a decade with this team, and this is the first time we've been in this position in the NWSL. And yeah. I, I said this from the, from the beginning of the season, Ruby, and this team feels like a team of destiny. So far, Gotham has played incredible defense, and they have taken all their opportunities. These are incredibly competent performances, and they are simply just taking care of business. They took out the Challenge Cup champions and last year's champions, and they just got one more to go. Yes. I mean, we have been manifesting this for Gotham for years. We manifested this like last year as well. It didn't work out last year, but I guess it kind of like carried over kind of like the the rollover minutes back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it must be said, Ruby, this was a pretty well refed game. I know it's easy to let that crowd influence you. I think Chesky called it pretty even. And thank you, Chesky. Thank you, thank you, thank you for not giving Allie Krieger a no. red card for grabbing onto Smith. So thank you again, Chesky. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. And also this game felt different and looked different. It's just well or it was really well organized. This is what Jesus Botello calls organized chaos. Yes, this is exactly what it was. And I think this also has to be said. There's something that's been like just bugging me since this game. And it's been like in my head and I can't get it out of my head. Now, that moment where Ali Krieger just grabs onto Sophia Smith. Like I can't see what's happening behind her. I don't know if there's another defender behind her that she sees that I cannot see in the in the video. But of all players, Allie Krieger knows what time it is in that game. She knows where she is on the field. She knows exactly what she's doing by grabbing Smith. She risked a red card at the end of this game and her forfeit her final appearance, the thing she's been working for her entire career just because it was the right thing to do for the team. Mm-hmm. It was she did the the most unselfish thing I've ever seen any soccer player do. She was she was risking everything for that. And again, I'll never forget that moment. Again, we we talk about like those moments like that moment where Chris Ali's coming across the back line and she clears the ball off the line. Like that's going to stick with me, but I think even more than that this moment if we do win everything, that moment is going to be like that is the moment. I can, mm-hmm. I, I'm so unselfish. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. Yeah. I mean, we we know that if Krieger wouldn't have done that, we know Smith has the, the speed and now she's back healthy. It would have been kind of game over for Gotham. So if, if Allie Krieger wouldn't have like locked her in to like avoid any type of danger for Mandy Hot. We knew, like, like probably thorn- the Thorns would have, like, scored a goal. But, like you said, she was being unselfish, and she did that for the team. Yeah, that was probably a red card. But also, that it was probably a penalty for Gotham when Portland's keeper brought Gonzalez down. So, I guess we're just even. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Let's go to some post-game quotes. Now, Stangle says, even when she was at Gotham on loan, she said it felt like home. Everyone had the same ideology and they were all bought in. She adds, 
we're all fighting to make sure Allie Krieger keeps playing. <laughs> that's so awesome. And it's even like more special when a player that's here just on loan says that, that they made her feel like home. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that's when you perform the best as well. When when someone makes you feel welcome, like they want you to be there. It doesn't matter if you're there for just a short period of time. So that says a lot about Gotham. It does. And that little line there where she's like, it felt like home. That was a pretty powerful line considering mm -hmm. how she's been through this league. She's been overseas. And uh, and it, it's amazing. to the. It says a lot to the environment that Amaros and his coaching staff have built here. And I agree with her that this team looks completely bought in. Again, credit to Amaros and his staff. Yael mentioned last week that the players that are on board, they're on board with being on the bench, even if they because they feel they had fairly had their shot. And again, look at that bench. I can absolutely imagine a scenario where that isn't the case. But again, everybody's bought in and they get across that line together. Yep. The bats fly together. Yep. And on uh, the squad depth, Amaro says this is a squad of 26 players where everyone is important at certain points of the season, and every player has been instrumental. It re they really have at different times. Like we mentioned, even just by the voting that we have for the goals of the regular season, every goal that we put in that pool is it's has been instrumental for Gotham to get to where they are right now. Adley Long, Serboni, Bruninha, Nicewonger, scoring, defending. They win together or they lose together. But I love now that they're winning. Like they're such a great team together. They're I feel like they're like family. Sometimes I see them and I'm like, it feels so good to see them like get along so well. Like it doesn't seem fake. It doesn't seem like they're like fighting. Or like there's any like jealousy in, in the team. They all work together to reach the same goal. Yeah. And, and we are now the top rated team on FOTMOB as a whole. And I, I can't remember a like I can't remember a bad performance from like really any player this season. Every player has been solid and even like switching positions like Nicewanger at left back. She's been amazing. Martin at defensive midfielder. Incredible. It's been Locked in performances. Everyone's playing for each other. Everyone's playing this system perfectly. It's it's unreal. Yeah, everyone has each other's back. And so, what are your stat of the game, Ruby? Well, I have actually two stats for for you from Opta Jack. So, first one is uh, Katie Stangle's goal was just the second extra time goal scored from outside the box in NWL history. The other goal was Davinia's goal against Oil Rain in 2019. And my second stat is Mandy Hot joins Kingsbury to, to keep a clean sheet in over 120 minutes in a playoff match. Yeah, that's ridiculous. We haven't we haven't given up a goal in the playoffs, which is amazing. This team has been playing incredible, incredible yes. defense. Now, uh, shout out to Taylor Vincent, who's been doing a wonderful job covering uh, this league and the Portland Thorns and all that. Put out on Twitter that the Rookie of the Year finalist, Jenna Nicewanger, led the team with passes in the final third at 27. Two chances created, five crosses into the box, eight possessions won. She went four out of five tackles. She had six duels won, and she did also get three shots uh, on wow. target. Incredible. Amazing for the rookie. And let's get to the player of the week. So let's get, uh, player of the game on Twitter at Over Gotham Pod. Fans, this was, I was having so much fun with this poll. <laughs> now, 
usually I don't create these polls to like the last possible <laughs> second because anything can happen. But yeah. I'm telling y'all, when Katie scored her goal, I immediately started this poll because I I know somewhere in my being I was like, this is over. It is over. I, I'm 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 not. I'm telling you guys this because if it didn't end up being over, then I would never tell you this because it would be <laughs> embarrassing. But I did this, <laughs> and it was over. So I, I just I was having so much fun. So the categories were everyone, Krieger, Stangle, and just party. And everyone won at 33%, two points higher than Krieger at 31%. Uh, Ruby, what do you think? First of all, I want to say like the poll has like a hundred exclamation marks in it. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) And also one of the best ones here in the poll is the party one. (laughs) Just party. But even though I want to say party, I have to say everyone because everyone works so hard. They really did work so hard to to get to the final. So I'm just going to say everyone. Yeah, that's what was in my heart at the time. All those exclamation points. <laughs> so I, I know this is a super scientific poll, but I, I, I agree with the fans. However, however, friends, Katie is undervalued at 12%. Remember, yeah. this is Katie who just scored the game winning goal and yeah. she's at 12%, which brings it all the way back to the beginning of the podcast where Gotham fans don't rate goals from outside the box. So I guess we went full, we went full circle with that one. <laughs> uh, right. But I think, I think probably if you would have said Stangle or hugs for Stangle, it would have had <laughs> like a, a higher percentage. <laughs> yeah. Poor Katie. Poor Katie. But, uh, you know, I, again, I, I agree with the fans. All these answers are correct. Every one of them, but also Mandy is also correct, and Jen is also correct. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just, I'm just having fun here. Okay, let's get to this. Let's get over to we are in the finals now, and Ooh. our next opponent is the OL Reign, the last stand of last stands, Megan Rapino versus Allie Krieger, both teams looking for their first championship. And if you are the NWSL, I, I can't imagine you could have drawn a better scenario. This is a game that you can promote. Now, Gotham. First, we went to North Carolina and completely dominated an excellent Courage team. Then we went to Portland in a hostile environment, in a downpour, took every single punch the reigning champs could throw at them, and came out victorious. Gotham looks like a team right now that can beat anybody. Now, OL, they're not the Courage. They're not Portland. This is a veteran-heavy team that plays simple soccer. They like to get down the flanks and cross in Cross in after cross in after cross in. They are the most experienced midfield in the league. And this is going to be going against one of the most inexperienced midfields in the league that Gotham has. Your thoughts on this matchup, Ruby? Yeah, I feel like we're the underdogs again against this team. But if we remember well, last time that Gotham played OL Rain, um, and it was actually in uh, in Seattle, so they mm. were away. We have been the best away team in the league. That game, Gotham won 4-1. to one. The goal scorers were Nice Wonger, Williams, Smith, and Bruninha. So 4-1. to one. And at that time, the Oil Reign didn't have Lavelle. So now they're going to play with Lavelle and Lotsko. So I think the danger here will be Lotsko for... For Gotham, she's been doing really, really well in the last two games for for Oil Rain. She's been scoring and like 
just pretty much keeping the team alive. But at that time as well, we didn't have Midge. So now we have Midge back. We we added from there to now, we have added Gonzalez, Lopez, Stengel, which have been really good players, uh, key players for Gotham. So I think we have a solid and strong team to go against Oil Rain. Even though they they have a more better veteran team, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they have more experience because Gotham also has uh, very, very good players and talented players. We have the speed on the top. Uh, or we have, if you guys remember, last year there was a lot of issues in the midfield. I think even though we have a young midfield, those issues are not there anymore. We have like controlled those issues there. And what about the the back line? Our defense is really, really strong. Last time we played with Gene. This time we have Maitana Lopez, who has been incredible for, for Gotham. So I think, and I know, Gotham has this game in their pocket. Yeah, it's time to get really excited, folks. I think that of all the matchups that we were going to be facing uh, in this playoffs, I think that this is the one that Gotham matches up the best against. Because, oh, I mean, the strength of OL is on the flanks, and Gotham owns the flanks, mm-hmm. which is, again, OL is going to have a n- rough time getting service in. And and as you mentioned, that 4-1 game, they got one cross off in that game because Nina and Nicewanger are just all over the pitch. And you obviously, you have, you have Williams tracking back, and now we're going to have Midge tracking back. It's going to be very, very hard for them. Now, uh, I th- we pinned them in their, their half for most of that game as well. And again, we put four goals on them. I, I'm super excited about this matchup. I think we can really put a put a hurting on them. And I said at the beginning of the, co- the playoffs that this young midfield would make or break this run. And I think they've been incredible so far. And, you know, OL's midfield is scary. We got Fishlock, Sonnet, and Lavelle. You know, Courage and Portland were more physical battles. I think this one's going to be more of a tactical challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm just really excited for it. And I think Gotham's going to win this one. Yeah, this is going to be an exciting game. It's going to be a very good final for everyone to watch. But I, I think that Gotham will succeed as well if they keep pressing the defense. Mm-hmm. The defense presses the the strikers coming. They don't have to give any space to them to or like no space, no time for them to like shoot. But then again, we also have Mandy hot on on the net. So I think we'll be good. Yeah. So will we manifest this week? So we've been manifesting to get to the finals, and they did. So now the last thing is let's win a championship. Yes. Allie Krieger, Captain Krieger said there's plan A, and then there's plan A. And we are manifesting plan A, which is winning the championship. Exactly. Yes. Plan A is the only option. <laughs> Correct. Random thoughts before we go. Oh, uh, not really. Well, like like I said in the beginning, I'm in Texas, and I don't know. I, I'm so ready to go back home, honestly. <laughs> I'm so ready to go back to Jersey. I've been eating a lot in this trip because they have, like, so much food for, like, it's like a conference here in Texas. So they have, like, breakfast, and then they have, like, random breaks, and they have food, food, food. And I've just been eating so much that I'm going to go home and kind of hate myself. <laughs> 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 but that's why I want to go home too. I miss my wife too. So 
oh, by the way, is there any like, have they announced any of the like watch parties? We're not able to go to San Diego. So we're going to have to like, well, I want to like go watch it somewhere maybe. Yeah, I work on Saturdays, so I have to. I'm going to leave straight from work if I go to one of these things. But right now, I think there's one in Philly, which is like an hour and forty from me. And then I'm sure there's going to be one in probably Jersey City, which is another hour and forty from me. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired of driving. <laughs> All right, I'll see if there's one, one last closer. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But Ruby. Uh, also, obviously, so everybody follow Cloud Nine Goth on Twitter, uh, Instagram, wherever. They're the ones who are going to be have all the watch parties. They're going to clue you in. So follow them, uh, and then get a membership while you're there. <laughs> so Ruby, I, I think either last week or the week before that, I said that I went into one of the Coles and, and they started playing like Christmas music and stuff yeah. like that. And I just wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because like you know how how like depressing sometimes the world can be. I'm like I'm ready for Christmas right now. Like I, oh. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to put up my tree this weekend and what? just decorate the house. I'm going to go full on Hallmark Christmas movie. Everything I do, just, just, just you're going to see my studio next weekend is going to be all lit up. Oh, let's go! I love it. Go. I mean, Christmas is one of my favorite holidays, so I love Christmas. Usually, I put my Christmas tree like the day after Thanksgiving. But I don't know. I was thinking the other day, maybe I should just start decorating and then. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> First present of the tree is an NWSL championship. That's what's going to happen. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, here at the hotel where I'm staying, like everything is Christmas out. Everything. Oh. So like I'm feeling the spirit. Yeah. All right, everybody. Be super positive let's 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 get to this game let's cheer this team on let's yell at our tvs let's let's uh let's start dancing early because we're gonna win this thing let's go let's go hi everyone this is gary thank you for listening and supporting our project here are other ways you can support the show and connect with us first Word of mouth is everything. So please share our show with anyone who might listen. Also, please rate us five stars on Spotify and review us on iTunes. You can purchase our merchandise at the T Public Store. Join in the conversation on Twitter at OverGothamPod and Instagram at SoccerOverGotham. Lastly, you can email your thoughts and questions at SoccerOverGotham at gmail.com. Once again, thank you.